This is the intersection. The intersection. This is the Intersection Podcast, recorded Tuesday, the 20th of February, 2018. Episode 30, HomePod Comes Home. The Intersection Podcast is only made possible through the support of its listeners and sponsors. If you have a product or service that you feel may appeal to our audience, please contact sponsor at intersectioncast.com. Welcome to The Intersection, the podcast that bridges together the worlds of tech and pop culture. And um, I realised that this edition of Intersection comes a few days late, and that's a deliberate choice by my myself. Um, I've been busy, and I've been busy with uh, the new HomePod. Um, I picked up a HomePod, and I wanted a little bit of extra time, um, because I had a busy schedule anyway, but a little bit of extra time just to um, play around and get to know it a little bit, and to give you my detailed impressions. So uh, you have all of that to look forward to. Um, also, this week I have seen Black Panther, uh, the latest in the, the Marvel comic book universe series of movies. It's an excellent movie. It surpassed my expectations. I went in there expecting to be entertained, and I actually uh, felt it not only was it entertaining, but it had uh, a great deal of depth to it. Um, it had a, a complicated antagonist, um, a few um, political and social references in there, and and I felt it was a really good movie. And I'm beca- I'm fast becoming a big fan of uh, its director Ryan Coogler, who is um, a fairly young director, and he did really well with uh, Creed. And I think he should have got a, um, a best director nod for that movie. Um, but yeah, I'm fast becoming a fan of his and i thought black panther was excellent so if you're hesitating at all don't hesitate any longer go out and see it this weekend support the good movie one of the better marvel comic book movies i think anyway but i will um i'll be back in a a later edition of the intersection to discuss that in more detail probably with our resident film aficionado bronson green so for today let's jump to it because you're here to hear about homepod and my uh my first week with the homepod so on we go so as I say, I've had a, I've had about a week, um, over a week with um, Apple's HomePod, um, their their version of the uh, the smart speaker. Um, depending on who you ask, their their answer to Amazon's Echo product, to Google's Home product. Uh, but if you ask Apple, they'll tell you that it's not an answer to the smart speaker. It's in fact a music speaker first, with uh, some um, some smarts about it. So Apple are saying that this is music first, smart home assistant second. Um, so, yes. So depending on who you ask, the HomePod is 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 serves a different purpose, and instantly this product was under under scrutiny because um, a it's Apple and everyone expects a lot from Apple, and b because it's Apple naturally you have to pay the Apple tax. Um, this product is a lot more expensive than equivalent um, products on the market, such as Amazon Echo, which is, I, th- I believe, is going for £79, £89. Or you can get smaller products like the Echo Dot 
or uh, which is £49, you need to connect that to your own speaker. But, um, and you have the Google Home, which is priced similarly, um, I think £129, I believe. Um, and um, this thing comes in at £319. So it, it's quite a lot more. Um, Apple would argue that you're getting a high quality speaker. You don't get a high quality speaker with uh, an Amazon Echo. You certainly don't. You get a very sort of tinny flat sound and you don't get a high quality speaker with Google Home. Google have a premium product called um, the Google Home Max, uh, which is around the same sort of price as a HomePod. Um, it's certainly a lot bigger uh, than a HomePod. And Amazon have a premium product, a premium version of the Echo. Um, now that's around, I believe, um, 200 pounds. Um, now that gives you a slightly better speaker, certainly not as good as uh, the HomePod. Um, and, you know, that one, um, you know, that has other things built in. For example, it's a home hub, etc., etc. Um, so, yeah, the HomePod is expensive. And I said the Echo Plus was £200. Looking at it now, no, it's even cheaper. It's £139. Um, so the HomePod is even more expensive. And Sonos, who I would argue Apple enter in this market in the wireless sort of home, uh, wireless music space, um, home audio space, have fired shots by um, releasing a promotion where you can get two Sonos One speakers for the price of one HomePod. So two Sonos One speakers for just a little bit more than one HomePod, £350. The Sonos One is uh, a standalone um, bookshelf-style speaker. It can be integrated into the, uh, Sonos, the Sonos ecosystem. So if you have other Sonos speakers, they can work together. Um, and this one has built-in uh, smart um, uh, home assistant functionality in which case at the moment i think it's amazon's alexa there will be other services introduced in future such as the google assistant so that is the direct competitor to the home pod um, a similar product on the market already it's the sonos one and as i said sonos made a very aggressive move two sonos speakers for the price of one home pod and the difference is you can sort of pair these Sonos speakers. You can have um, stereo separation, uh, multi-room audio, etc. So even that seems like a better deal on paper. So the HomePod has received a lot of scrutiny because of that high expectations of Apple, etc. And the premium on the price. So I'm going to begin this podcast rather than talking about what's good about the HomePod. I'm going to tell you in what circumstances you should not consider getting a HomePod. And the reason why I'm going to do that is because I've read, I've had, I've seen a few reviews of this product now, and most of them are fair and objective, I think. Others border on the ridiculous. Um, they're looking for flaws, they're missing the point of the product, um, and they're pointing out the obvious as flaws. So I'm going to tell you in what circumstances you shouldn't get a HomePod. You shouldn't get a HomePod if you don't have an iPhone or an iPad. Simple as that. Why? You won't be able to set it up. HomePod requires an iOS device for it to be set up. If you don't have an iPhone, an iPad, you're not going to get much use out of it. Secondly, you shouldn't get a HomePod if you have already invested in the Sonos ecosystem. 
And I would argue you shouldn't get a HomePod if you've already invested in the Amazon Echo ecosystem. But the reason why I say Sonos in particular, because Sonos speakers are not cheap. They do the job well. Um, and I would not say the HomePod is a mature enough a product for you to start ditching the Sonos ecosystem if you're heavily invested in it already. It's not worth it in that respect. That's not to say HomePod's not a bad speaker. It is a bad speaker, rather. It's not, and I will go into that in a minute. It's just not worth ditching your existing gear for it if it's going to, um, to be at your financial detriment. Um, also, don't get a HomePod if you are a multi-platform kind of person. So, for example, if you're not heavily invested in the Apple ecosystem, if you have a little bit of Android, a little bit of Amazon, a little bit of Google, and your products are very much fragmented, you're not going to get the most out of HomePod. In actual fact, I'd recommend Sonos, because Sonos is open to all music services. Which brings me to the next point. If you are a Spotify user, now this was the biggest sort of source of criticism. If you are a Spotify user... Do not get a HomePod. You can play Spotify on a HomePod if you use AirPlay. AirPlay 2 is yet to be released by Apple. It will be released in, in uh, a further um, an update of iOS. But the AirPlay 1 protocol is still available. So you can still send music wirelessly to your any, any AirPlay device. The HomePod, when you plug it in, is an AirPlay device. Um... And you can essentially um, listen to your Sonos in that respect. Uh, sorry, listen to um, uh, Spotify in that respect, I should say. And you can even give basic voice controls, play, pause, well, sorry, pause, stop, etc. Um, what you can't do is make requests to Siri for songs by name, title, artist, that sort of thing um, with Spotify at the moment so to be quite honest you need to be and i'm going to say it now do not get a home pod if you are not a subscriber of apple music or itunes match you simply won't get the most out of this product in actual fact it's a waste of money paying 319 pounds for this product if you do not have apple music or itunes match because part of the charm of this product is to play music, is to ask for music by voice, is to say to Siri, play me this, play me happy music, play me some party music, play me some, you know, evening dinner music. You can you can ask for music by mood, you can ask for music by in the context of setting, you can ask for music in terms of artist or genre, play me some Stevie Wonder, play me some soul music, play me some 80s music. You can do all of those things. They can only do all of those things for Apple Music. Now, I also said iTunes Match. Now, iTunes Match, um, unlike Apple Music, is not going to set you t back £10 a month. iTunes Match will cost you £25 a year. You can't ask for those things with iTunes Match. So you can't ask for things, as far as I know, by genre or by mood, etc. Because all that data is in Apple Music. iTunes Match is a service where um, Apple... Um, essentially for £25 a year um, scans your music collection no questions asked about where you sourced your music from tries to match it against uh, tracks in the iTunes store 
and essentially gives you access to stream those tracks from any Apple device, all for £25 um, a year. Now, if you have, if you're reluctant to subscribe to a, 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 a music service that has a monthly subscription, such as Apple Music or Spotify, Apple Music in this case, if you don't want to do that, and you do have a large collection of music on a hard drive or whatever, iTunes Match is the way to go. And you can use HomePod successfully with iTunes Match. Although, for the com complete experience, I would always, always recommend Apple Music. So, Apple haven't made this product for the casual music lover. They've made this product specifically for iOS-owning people who are heavily invested in the Apple ecosystem who happen to be subscribed to Apple Music. That's essentially who this product is for. Um, it's essentially an Apple Music accessory, an iPhone accessory. Um, even Apple Music um, subscribers who may uh, listen to Apple Music on Android, because you can actually download Apple Music for Android, are stuck because you just can't, um, you can't set up HomePod. You can't set up HomePod without an iOS device. So you have to be a very specific user. Now, if you are that very specific user, then the HomePod is a great product. The HomePod is the product you've been waiting for. It certainly was the product I was waiting for. I used to look at all my um, Alexa-owning friends with Envy. I love the idea of a smart speaker. I'm heavily invested in home automation. Um, and I wanted to have to be able to yell at a computer or my smart smart speaker and have music on the go, have weather, have news, all that sort of thing. Um, and I waited knowing that I was invested in the Apple ecosystem, knowing that if I went down the Amazon Echo route, my experience would be a little bit hackneyed, a little bit fragmented. It wouldn't be quite as slick. Um, being an Apple Music subscriber, I certainly wouldn't be able to use Amazon Echo to uh, play music. I'd have to end up um, subscribing to either Spotify or, or, or to Amazon Music, and I wasn't prepared to do that because I use Apple Music. So... Um, if you, you know, if you're that type of user, then HomePod is an ideal product for you. Um, there is one other instance where I would say, even if you are that type of user and you, you still shouldn't get a HomePod, and that's if, um, that's essentially if you, what you want is a multi-room, um, a multi-room experience right now. Because right now, as it stands, the HomePod is essentially a beta product. Okay, um, there's no beating around the bush. It is. Many of its core features are not available on day one. Now, we'll get them soon. And I'm pretty sure Apple will give them to us in time for WWDC, the Worldwide Developers Conference. And that's in June. But um, as it stands, you can't play music simultaneously on HomePod, on multiple HomePod speakers around your home. Um, all pair two HomePod speakers for stereo separation as of yet. That's coming soon. And if you're in a desperate rush to do all that, go Sonos all the way. But if but if you if that's an important feature to you where you need it right now, it's not happening right now. If that's an such an important feature to you where you were considering buying multiple HomePods, you know what? Well, you might as well get two. Might as well get three if you've got that money. Then there's no need to do that right now because those features aren't ready yet. So um, that's something to consider. That's just me being very honest. But other than that, I think the HomePod is a brilliant product. I really do. Um, if it fits your use case, it is an absolutely outstanding product. 
and it does have that Apple level of polish to it, most definitely, even from the very beginning. So, you know, you get the HomePod and it's packaged beautifully, big box, you know, lovely, robust packaging, which kind of, when you take the plastic off, lifts up from the top. Now, Apple always have this way of introducing you to a new product and the HomePod is, you know, is no exception. And everything seems tight. You know, the the, the speaker is, 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 it seems almost indestructible. It's, it's solid. It's well-formed. Um, it has, um, well, I ordered a white HomePod and I ended up with a black one somehow, uh, which is fine because um, I quite like the black one now. And I, and I think actually it, it looks better in, on, on my furniture, my, my wood furniture, my wood shelves that the HomePod sits on. Um, but immediately um, you've got that, that, that lovely mesh um, mesh grill that's around around the speaker and you have the glossy screen at the top which I think works better on the black home pod um, and you have a series of LED um, lights underneath and um, they make up the um, they're, bit, they're diffused you see um, and they make up the Siri um, kind of visual waveform uh, that you see when you activate Siri in your phone, and it and this happens on the HomePod. You see, when so whenever you you say the magic words, "Hey, you know who," um, you see that on the phone on 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 screen rather, which which lets you know that um, Siri is listening. So the packaging is is, is lovely. It's smart. I mean, the HomePod um, comes with a um, a single plug, which seems to be you know fixed. You can't you can't take it out. You can't remove it. Um, until some people on the internet decided to yank theirs out, and it does actually seem that you can remove the the, um, the plug connector, but you're not supposed to. It it takes a great deal of force to pull it out. There's a an awfully loud pop when it does come out, and even though you could put it back in, I'm pretty sure that some damage has been done. And Apple have said not to do it, and you know they're they're going to be um, they'll charge for those sort of plug plug replacements if need be. Um, and it's just not worth it. Um, it's not worth it at all. Um, I, they're, it's probably removable in that respect, uh, so shops can sort of um, so, so get them set up in a certain way. Um, but I, I don't recommend anyone at home doing that. Um, so the, the the plug cable itself is also beautiful. It's it's, it's braided, so it's it's very similar material to the mesh of the speaker, um, and and I mean that's essentially it. The HomePod is just a single, a single unit. You know, it, it doesn't come in parts. It's one solid single unit, um, one massive speaker grill essentially. And um, the, I mean, you get the usual in the box. You get the Apple stickers, etc. But there's generally no manual. So you plug HomePod in, and if you, 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 I think you see, you see the lights on the top of the screen, which indicates it's on. Um, and it's a touchscreen, by the way. So um, the interactions that you have is that you can push down on it to activate Siri manually. Um, when music is playing, you see LEDs, which indicate the plus and the minus, which is to turn the volume up or down. Um, and obviously, if you push, if you just tap, um, you can pause, replay. I think double tap is to skip forward to a ne the next track and triple tap is to go back a track. But you probably won't be using that. To be quite honest, everything works brilliantly through voice command. 
Um, but setting up the HomePod is very much like setting up uh, the AirPods. It, it's brilliant. You you literally walk up to the HomePod, have your iOS dev device nearby. In my case, it was the, the iPhone 10, And it, you see a beautiful animation, 3D render of the HomePod on your phone screen or tablet screen. And it says, hey, you've got a HomePod. Do you wish to set it up? Sure, set it up. Um, it asks you to verify um, certain things like your um, account details, so your iCloud details, and your um, if you have a separate account for it, your Apple Music account details. And that's basically it. It then says to you, you know, it actually talks to you. It says, hi, I'm HomePod. Um, if you want to Activate me, say, hey, you know who? You can use me to listen to music and podcasts, control your home, make personal requests, and, you know, do things like ask for what the weather's like, etc. And that's it. Once that's done, it asks you, um, it basically asks you what room the HomePod is going to be in, because it, it sets it up within the Home app, you see. Um, my case was the living room. Uh, so living room HomePod is set up. It then asks you if you want to allow for personal requests. Personal requests are things accessing your personal details, such as your um, your your contacts, your messages. So you can read iMessages, um, respond to to messages, etc. Um, now that is something I would think very carefully about doing because anyone can do it. There is a setting uh, where you can insist on authentication via your phone, like um, um, passcode or, or, or fingerprint or face ID every time a personal request is made. But that kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? You might as well just do it on your phone. So um, personal requests can be open uh, for everyone to use. HomePod can't yet detect your voice and, 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 and ascertain whether it's you telling it to text, I don't know, Bob or Sally or whoever. Um, and so um, that feature only really works when HomePod can detect that you're home. So if your iPhone is in on the same network, it assumes that you're home and it will allow personal requests. If you're not on the same network, if you're at work or wherever, it's not going to allow for personal requests. And personal requests, as I said, could be things like set me a reminder, add something to my shopping list, make a note about something, um, you know, text whoever, read my messages. It can even tap into other services such as WhatsApp, provided your phone is on the network. So it uses SiriKit. So if, for example, um, you, your, your WhatsApp is set up for SiriKit, you can say, hey, read my latest WhatsApp message or WhatsApp Bob Doe, and, um, you know, and, and that would work. So HomePod setup is extremely quick. It does everything for you. Um... And what it will do, it will also set, it also sets up during the process seamlessly. Your, it gets all your Wi-Fi settings, everything from your iPhone or your iPad. Everything is done through there. You don't have to really tap in anything. So Siri says, do this, do that. Just, just an example of how to use it. And then she finishes by saying, you know, say, hey, Siri, play some music. And I've just set off Siri. I've made a mistake, haven't I? I do this every time. Um, hey, you know who plays some music and what happens then is it plays some music well you get a lovely audio tone first of all when HomePod is first paired up it's a lovely bassy audio tone and you think yeah the speaker means business 
Um, and then when you get to the, hey, you know who play music, it plays um, a personalized radio station um, of yours. Like if you've got Apple Music, there's normally personalized radio stations based on your taste, etc. And it plays something. And as it's doing that, um, it will use the uh, the beam forming technology um, to um, to essentially measure the room. So these 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 um, beam the, so the beam forming arrays uh, it's an array basically of um, seven sensors. Okay. So it it uses the array of, of the seven seven tweeters rather, and it uses them as, as the seven tweeters and the speaker. It uses them as sensors, uh, and there's seven microphones as well. And what that kind of does is it analyzes um, the room around it. It analyzes sort of the, the distance uh, between the, the home pod and uncertain objects and walls and boundaries and things like that. And it's much like um, um, true play on Sonos but the difference is it does this automatically so when Siri um, is playing that first song for you it's actually measuring up and you'll find that when the song plays for a little bit it will suddenly boom, boost into life the sound will be clearer bassier uh, more balanced I should say um, because it, it has it's done that measurement and so HomePod has accelerometers in it uh, so that every it, it can sense every time it's being moved. You may move HomePod to a different location, uh, and obviously you have to set up that um, that that process again just just to uh, analyze the room, so it gives you the best sound, um, and it will do that automatically. So that's absolutely brilliant. Um, so you set HomePod up, and it's done. There's a number of uh, things in settings on on your phone or iOS device. Uh, that you that you can allow for. So don't whiz for it quickly. You'd probably be eager to get started, but it's worth um, it's worth reading them carefully because, like I said, personal request is something that you can disable. Um, you there's a very important feature here if you have children, and that's to disable um, song requests to allow song requests to influence the uh, for you. Uh, section of Apple Music because essentially one um, iCloud account, uh, one um, iTunes account, iCloud account is tied to Apple Music on the home port. So you you essentially pick a master, a master, a master user, and it's that user who can make personal requests. Multiple users can't do personal requests yet, but it's that user essentially whose Apple Music account is tied to the home port. Now the difference is. Well, on other iOS devices, well, Apple Apple Music, you can only listen to it on one iOS device at a time. With HomePod, that's lifted. So some you could be listening to Apple Music on your phone, elsewhere. Your children, your wife, whoever, your husband, whoever at home can be um, can also listen to via the same Apple Music account on your HomePod at the same time. So that's been lifted, that restriction for HomePod. Um, but the thing is, you do get an option as when you set things up to disable um, music um, dis uh, your music music requests to um, affect music discovery. Uh, 
So the For You section in Apple Music, it recommends music to you based on your previous taste, what you've listened to. And what you don't want to do is have your children request, uh, you know, the greatest hits of Disney and you're getting a bunch of children's songs being recommended to you in the For You section or, or the, uh, the personal radio station section because that's not your taste. So I've switched that off and I would recommend you switch that off. It, it, you don't need the HomePod to influence your uh, music suggestions anyway. Um, so there's you know, there's a number of things during setup um, that, you, that you can look out for. So I wouldn't rush for it. Now... Um, but let's start with the good because the HomePod is a funny product. It, it it's good and it's bad in parts. I'm going to give you a really honest review here. Um, first thing, there's been a lot of hype about the HomePod. There's been a lot of hype saying that, oh, the sound is amazing. There was this there was this infamous post by this um, self-proclaimed audiophile on um, on a, on some sort of audiophile subreddit thread. And, um, you know, saying that this technology is amazing for the price and et cetera, et cetera. And Apple, have, you know, they've, they've, they've done something amazing and the beamforming technology is amazing and what have you. And, and to be quite honest, yeah. But if you're going to go into this thinking this thing is going to blow your mind and it's going to be the second coming of sound or to use a phrase. And I hate to pick on Renee Ritchie from I'm More. It's retina for your ears. You're going to set yourself up for disappointment. HomePod is an amazing speaker and what the technology that Apple uses to um, fill a room or, to, you know, to scan a room and to fill a room and, 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 and to, to, to immerse the, the person in the room with sound is amazing in terms of its size. In terms of the size of the speaker, it is absolutely amazing for what it does. It's um, it produces a warm sound. It it, it brings it, it produces a virtual separation of, of, of instruments. I don't know how it does it, but it's got instruments are separated. Um, vocals are brought to the forefront. Um, there is no sweet spot. You don't have to sit in front of the speaker to get the best sound as you would with a traditional hi-fi. You can go anywhere in your room. Your room's filled with sound and it, and it feels like you don't lose any quality. But to think that this is going to be a sound experience that you've never experienced before, unlike anything you've experienced before, it's probably wrong. Because you've probably listened to really big speakers, um, you know, home cinema systems, etc. And a lot of people expected to be blown away, but they weren't because their, their bar was too high. In terms of a smart speaker, it blows everything away. I'll tell you that now, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, you go back to listening to an Amazon Echo or, or, you know, a Google Home and that will sound tinny and, and disappointing after listening to a HomePod. HomePod uses some trickery to bounce sound around your room and you get the full experience no matter where you stand, as I said. Um, and the, good, the thing about the HomePod, it doesn't have a, an equalizer, so you can't tinker with the bass and the treble or anything. Everything is kind of optimized for Apple Music. So EQ settings have been predefined, apparently, for most tracks on the Apple Music library, which means that some songs sound amazing. Other older songs, probably not so amazing. Uh, but generally, the sound is impressive. Um, it can be finicky, though. If you find that HomePod doesn't sounds pretty flat or or, or is, isn't 
to quite up to scratch because it should give you a real full bassy sound not overbearingly bassy sound but you know there should be some depth to the sound and vocals should be clear and there shouldn't be any distortion that's a brilliant thing about home partners you turn the volume up to 100 percent, and that is loud there is no distortion whatsoever um and also likewise if the volume is really low you just want some really low background music you don't lose any quality any other speaker and the sound would fall apart but you just do not lose any quality whatsoever you you still can hear the bass you can still hear the detail of the, of, of the song it's the volume is just lower you don't lose any detail um in that respect it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant um but i've got to say temporary expectations um because as a smart speaker it's brilliant i don't think there's any other smart speaker on the market including the sonus one that can touch the home pod for sound um but you know this isn't <laughs> this will not blow you away put it this way this is not something that oh my gosh i've never heard anything so pleasant to my ears this is essentially an amazing speaker for the size of which the speaker is um so i i mean the sound is impressive i won't lie the sound is impressive but again you know some songs are hit and some songs are miss you know um because you can't control um eq eq yet so um that's really music in terms of playback music um siri's supposed to be a bit more knowledgeable so siri's supposed to be able to if you ask siri um, identify the artists on the song, identify um, information such as who's the drummer, who's the guitarist, who's the producer, that sort of thing. Apparently Siri's been given a lot more intelligence about um, musicology. I tried it on a couple of songs and I haven't really put it to the test. I, I For example, you know, I, I, I was playing Thriller. Who produced this? Quincy Jones, Siri told me. Okay, fine. Who's singing? Michael Jackson. That's obvious enough. Um, I did. Um, I put on a, um, for those of you who know NWA, a track uh, from the DOC in the solo album. Now, I asked Siri who produced the track, knowing who produced the track, and Siri said, according to Wikipedia. So it was quite interesting. In that respect, Siri didn't have that knowledge, but Siri decided to check Wikipedia to tell me it was Dr. Dre who produced that track, and indeed it was Dr. Dre who produces that track. Um, so yeah, Siri has a little bit more knowledge there. Um, I'll, I'll go into Siri in a minute because I think Siri has received a lot of criticism and that's, and yeah, I'll, I'll kind of have to address that. Um, so I'll carry on talking about the good things really. I think, um, you'll be surprised with the quality of this product now, or maybe you shouldn't be surprised. It feels like a premium product. 300 and something pounds. I actually think it's worth 319 pounds. It seems like a lot of money on paper, but remember, you're not getting an Amazon Echo. You're getting something far more sophisticated. And the technology that Apple is using is, is surpasses anything that Amazon and, and, or Google have released. Or even Sonos, to be fair. Um, and so you, you get you get a quality product and also something that's noticeable that's quite amazing is, is the sensitivity of the, of the seven microphones you i mean i if you've used or if you are used to using amazon's echo and you set up homepod you're gonna just naturally yell at it hey you know who 
do this. Hey, you know who, next track. You don't need to. The music can be playing at 100% volume if you want it to, if you want it to, 100% volume. You don't have to yell. You just say, normal voice, hey, you know who. Hey, you know who, and it picks you up. It, it picks up you up. And then, so what happens is this brilliant audio effect where Siri's listening, and then obviously you see the waveform, the visual waveform. And then this kind of effect where the music volume is is kind of like um, it's drowned out, it's lowered, and it kind of echoes in the background. So it's still there, but it's very low. And there's, there's an echo on it, and 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 Siri's listening to you, and, and it's brilliant. And but Siri will hear you. The music's loud. You can't even hear yourself speak. Siri will pick you up. Hey, Siri. I've said it again. <laughs> um, and it'll pick you up. And what? so you quickly get used to not having to shout and that's brilliant you don't have to shout while music is playing like a lunatic which actually is quite an awkward thing when you're using these these smart speaker devices it you, you can become a bit self-conscious and feel well i'm shouting at a machine this is ridiculous you can quietly say hey you know who and it'll pick you up but even more surprising was i and i discovered this so i put my home pod in my living room and my bedroom's next door and i swear to you the bedroom, the bedroom door was just ajar, right? It wasn't completely closed. It was just ajar. And I had my iPad in my room and I was in bed and I just wanted to know, I think I wanted to know the time. I'd just woken up or something. And I said, hey, you know who, what's the time? Expecting my iPad to respond. It didn't respond. Do you know what responded? Siri on the HomePod. Somehow it could hear me. I could yell right now and I'm in another room recording and it would help hear me. Those mics are absolutely amazing. And um, they've given, Siri's got this little quirk as well. It's, it's really quite nice where um, Siri uh, you know, gets your attention to let you know that she's listening if you, don't, if you don't follow up with a question. So you say, hey, you know who? And you don't have to pause, by the way. You can just say, hey you, hey, you know who? And ask a question. But if you were just to say, hey, you know who? She'd be like, mm-hmm. Or, Yes. <laughs> just to let you know that she's heard you and um, she's listening uh, yeah my Siri is a woman um, so um, it's nice little touches like that actually which is well, it's a shame when people give um, Siri a hard time because I think Apple um, I've, I've done a lot to give the, this, that particular AI personality um, I'm going to talk about HomeKit as you know, um, HomeKit is uh, Apple's ecosystem of home automation um, compatible products. And I am invested in HomeKit products. And I could control lights and fans and what have you from the Home app within uh, you know, my iOS devices. And HomePod itself uh, is essentially a HomeKit hub. So before then, you had either the Apple, you need to have an Apple TV or an iPad permanently connected to the Internet in your home to act as a HomeKit hub, which means you can make Siri requests to turn on and off lights and blinds and fans and good locks and goodness knows what remotely away from your home because one of those devices acts as a hub. So HomeKit, the HomePod, sorry, now acts as a hub. So I've got two hubs. I've got that and my Apple TV. The home kit, the home pod itself appears on a home app. Um, and I believe that this is how AirPlay 2 will work. And this is how you'll be able to output sound to multiple speakers. 
you can't use HomePod yet in terms of automation. So I can't create a scene where, you know, seven o'clock in the morning, I want HomePod to start playing music and for the lights to be on. HomePod doesn't show up in that respect. Um, but what you can do is you can play and you can pause HomePod and mess around with volume remotely and via the Home app. Um, so HomeKit works well with um, the HomePod and it's useful to have a device that will respond to anyone in your home rather than something that's just set up on, on your phone or your I, iPad. For example, um, Hey You Know Who only works with your voice because it, it's trained to recognize your voice or rather it's trained to ignore voices that aren't yours. But with HomePod, it's a little bit more accommodating. It, it will respond to anyone who says the magic word. Um, and so, you know, it can be used to control lighting and, and, and what have you. And, and, and we're using it just fine. And sometimes it's more convenient to yell at the HomePod or the HomePod will hear you, even from the other side of the blooming apartment, um, rather than, than, than to look for your iPhone and then do it that way. And for those of you worrying that, well, you might have multiple iOS devices. You've got a watch, you've got um, a Mac, you've got an iPad, you've got an iPhone. What happens? What, what responds if you yell the, hey, you know, who? If you yell the magic words, what, what responds? It does something very clever, actually. And I, I, no, I noticed this from, from the start. So I, I, I was in a situation where I had my iPhone next to me and the screen was on. And um, obviously HomePod was in the same room. I said, hey, you know who? Now, my phone appeared to respond because the light, it, the screen kind of flashed and I could see the Siri waveform animation on the phone. But immediately it cut out and went to the HomePod and the HomePod took over. So it's clever like that. Um, the only thing I think that gets pri takes priority over the HomePod is the watch because I think the assumption is that if you raised your wrist um, to your mouth, and you want, and you, you know, you're like as if you're talking into the watch, you know, and, and, and giving a command, then the assumption is that you would prefer to use that device. Um, so that's the only thing that takes priority over HomePod. But it's all, you know, it's all rather good. And it's all rather clever. And that's what I love about the Apple ecosystem. They, they, they thought of all of this. They thought about how all of this should work together. So HomeKit works well. And if, if you're invested in HomeKit, great. If you're not invested in HomeKit, consider it, you know consider it just start with something basic start with some white bulbs or whatever and it's, it's an addictive hobby <laughs> i tell you that but um home kit works nicely for it but i wouldn't like i said home kit's too expensive it's 319 pounds i wouldn't buy it you know strict just for home automation because that's where amazon have an advantage and google have an advantage because they've got the google mini and the amazon echo dot and those products are around 49 pounds they're small products with mics built in that you can or you don't have to connect to larger speakers uh, that you or may already own but they're the ones that you can have scattered around the house so that you can dictate commands for your your, your home automation devices now while you could argue that okay well i can do it on an apple watch your watch is with me all the time not everyone has an apple watch particularly not everyone in your household may have an apple watch so i think apple what they might need to do and i can see them doing this is releasing a smaller version of the home pod uh, that essentially does just act as a mic and and just to deal with voice commands, HomeKit commands throughout throughout your home. I can't see them doing it anytime soon though, but I think they'll have to get there eventually. Um, there's a few surprises with HomePod. 
Um, Apple obviously pushed uh, pushed Apple Music quite hard on it, and there was immediate criticism about there weren't many um, services, other services available. People keep mentioning Spotify, but as I say, there's no way they're going to allow for Spotify voice control on the HomePod. If you buy an, an Amazon Echo, you can't ask Alexa for to play your Apple Music library. You know, it's exactly the same thing. If you buy a Sonos One, you can't you can't ask it to play from your Apple Music library. You can tell it via the app, but you can't, uh, you know, give voice commands. It just doesn't work. So I don't think it's fair to criticize Apple too much for looking after their own subscription for service or putting that first. Um, but, if, you know, there, another criticism, which was one that I was concerned with, was that there would be no live radio stations. Now, I like listening to live radio stations. Not mainly talk radio to be honest lbc is a particular favorite of mine and um it would have been annoying if i can't just say hey play this radio station now you can do that on the echo or any echo product or in google home etc because it normally taps into the tuning radio application and gets to a station through there as it stands home pod doesn't support any third-party applications directly yet unless it's using Siri kit, but not Siri kit for audio. So Siri kit for in terms of, um, I gave the example of messaging, WhatsApp, that works. Siri kit for audio doesn't work just yet. So what you can do with HomePod though, is um, you can, and it does this through the podcast and the music app, app. So you can listen to traditional podcasts, including the intersection. You can then say things like, um, hey, you know who, um, give me the news or give me the sports news. And you'll get some news bulletins, some news headlines. And you can change your favorite news source, you know, LBC, Sky News, BBC, etc. That works fine. But what you can also do is listen to, not many people know this, is listen to live radio stations. Only some do. It seems to be that Apple have a partnership with... Um, the, um, the global selection of radio stations, and that includes stuff like Capital and Smooth and LBC. So you would say, hey, you know who plays Smooth Radio? Hey, you know who play Capital Radio? Well, LBC is a tricky one, because if I say, hey, you know who play LBC, give me the news bulletins. But if I say, hey, you know who play LBC live, it plays a live stream of LBC. And so... It would, that, what's missing, obviously, is the BBC radio stations, and um, that's that's got to come soon. I'm pretty certain, like I said, HomePod feels very much like a beta product. I'm pretty certain that's coming soon. In actual fact, I'm certain that other app supports coming soon, like what, um, well, like um, TuneIn Radio, for example. Um, I'm pretty certain that HomePod will be opened up to skills like Amazon's. Um, Echo products like Alexa on Echo. And I think the, pl the time that this is going to happen is WWDC, the Worldwide Developers Conference. I think Apple are going to say HomePod was released. It was a great success. We sold perhaps X amount of units, or maybe they might not disclose the number of units, but they're going to say, now we're going to allow you developers to tap into HomePod, make HomePod smarter, let tap into, you know, create certain skills. Apple won't call it skills. They'll, they'll give it its own name. And um, HomePod will... Um, will we'll, we'll, uh, we'll suddenly catch up, let's just say. Because that's been a cr the criticism of HomePod, that 
it's not so smart. It doesn't have skills like the Echo does. Um, Siri's not so smart. And Siri's never been smart, to be quite honest. This is one thing that's quite frustrating because Apple were the first to the party when it came come, came to all this, um, you know, smart assistant and business, and they've fallen way behind. But Siri's not too bad. Not as bad as everyone's making out, but not as smart as it needs to be. And I think we'll probably see again the WWDC with the next version of iOS announced, iOS 12, some significant improvements to Siri, and I think that will come home to the home pod as well. But as it stands, it's not too smart. So if you want basic things such as set me a timer, what's the weather like? Um, do I need to take my coat? Uh, what's the temperature somewhere? What's the stock value of what have you? Um, who is, I don't know, today asking who was, who's the king of pop? Gave me a biography of Michael Jackson. You know, um, it can answer those questions. Okay. What it can't do is um, sort of more complicated things, the more obscure questions that something like uh, an Echo or Google Home can answer. Because obviously they have data, particularly Google's case, it has all the data in the world, isn't it? It has its search engine, it can read anything. So, but Siri will, when Siri can't answer questions, Siri will try to go to Wikipedia and read you the first few lines and then ask you if you want to hear any more. You say yay or nay and it continues or it doesn't. It'll get better. It'll definitely get better. The only thing I miss is skills. Expanding, um, you know, the, the intelligence of, of Siri by, by using skills. Um, it'd be great, to, for example, to check on train times. Hey, what's the um, central line like Siri? Can't do that right now. But I think it's coming. I cannot see WWDC ignoring the HomePod. I think it's coming and I think everyone will be satisfied post-WWDC. Um, one thing that really bugs me and I don't quite understand why is Siri cannot, for life of me, access your calendar. And I don't know why. Because any, you know, it can access all your other iCloud things like your messages and, and, and your reminders. But for some reason, calendar is not available on HomePod. You can't set appointments. You can't read appointments. You can't. Um, it, it's very strange. I don't know why that's the case. I'm almost certain that they're going to rectify this, but maybe there was some sort of problem I don't know. Or maybe they haven't quite figured out the security issues of you know having your calendars accessible and anyone can add something to it. Or I, I don't know. But um, that's something they need to address because it's a shame to not be able to know, hey, Siri, what's my day like tomorrow? Or in the morning, hey, Siri, what meetings do I have on today? So um, that needs to be sorted out, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, one of the things Apple promised about Siri's um, musicology lessons <laughs> um, is that Siri is now smarter in terms of knowing who artists are. Yes. And Siri is now smarter in terms of pronouncing and understanding the name of artists. No. And I've got some examples of this, and they drove me mad to the point where I had to literally... Okay, well, I'll tell you what I tried to do. So I tried to call up a song by um, Prince's band, one of Prince's last bands, Third Eye Girl. It doesn't know Third Eye Girl. Probably because the band's name is spelled th 3-R-D-E-Y-E, -E, you know, and it's all one word. 
So three Lurga. That's what Siri calls it. I ask for that band. It doesn't understand what I'm saying. So I have to ask for the name of their album and then literally skip the tracks until I get to the one I want. Um, this, the same happens with, with more common words. There are certain phrases that Siri just literally trips up on. Like tuxedo. Okay, tuxedo are a, um, I'd call them um, a retro sounding um, uh, funk and soul band. They're a contemporary funk and soul band. Um, and you ask Siri to play anything by tuxedo. For some reason, she doesn't think you're saying tuxedo. She thinks she's saying taxi something. She's not going to say tuxedo. Play whatever by tuxedo. Okay, playing something by taxi, whatever. And it's annoying. There are certain words that she just keeps on tripping up over and I'm hoping by the time this uh, this is published that will be fixed because I actually quite like that band and again it was frustrating so I had to resort to um, airplane a song from that band when I wanted it um, so I mean generally <laughs> Siri needs work um, there, there, there was apparently some some tests that um, indicated that Siri on home pod answers only 52% of questions correctly and it lags or behind Alexa and the Google Assistant. Yeah, it's no surprise. Those of us with iPhones and iPads, there's no, there's no real surprise at all. Um, there's an, also an issue, and I can understand this being an issue if you have a home pod in your kitchen, where you can't set more than one timer. So you, if you're cooking, for example, you'll have different things going on different times. You know, your potatoes are going to go on at different time, cook for for you know longer than than the meat you're grilling, etc., etc. So you might want to set different timers, and you can do that with all the other competing products, with the Echo and the Google Assistant. You just can't seem to do that with the HomePod. It's only one timer at a time, which is kind of annoying because that's kind of a useful feature to have setting multiple timers and it seems like something that they could easily fix and I hope it's something that they can easily fix see what I find weird about that though about that little limitation is that when you go into the home app okay when you go into the home app for the home pod there's actually a section for timers and alarms there's actually a section for timers and alarms. So you go into it and it says, your HomePod alarms. Okay, fine. So you can set various alarms here. But why can't you do the same thing with timers? That would be an ideal way of keeping track of multiple timers, surely. It's really bizarre. Going to the HomePod settings again, there, oh, there's one thing I forgot to mention. So you might worry, you might, so you have Apple Music, You everyone has access to your HomePod. And, um, um, you know, that includes children and you don't want them to run into music with explicit content. So what you can do is there is actually a toggle in the within the home app. There is a toggle to um, allow or to prohibit explicit content from being played. Apple Music. So I assume that will just mean that the clean versions of songs that are requested are played. This right there. Um, earlier on, I mentioned that um, the toggle to um, prevent um, requests on your HomePod from in influencing your For You recommendations in Apple Music, that 
the actual option for that is called use listening history. You want that switched off if you don't want it to influence things. Um, you can in, in settings you can also um, you, you can disable hey you know who voice command if you want. You can switch off the light on the um, you know the um, the LEDs if you don't want that to be displayed, or you can have um, the HomePod play a sound when you when you give a voice command and that's off by default. You can even control uh, the voice of Siri. Um, I think by default it's set up to whatever your iOS device is set up to, but you can change it and have your HomePod have a different different accent or have a different gender if need be. Um, another thing, funny thing I noticed today was um, so you can play explicit content, as I said, uh, but Siri won't. She won't say any 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 words any any with any profanity. She won't say any titles, any songs, any profanity or anything. There's a particular song that I um, it's a rap song that I felt like playing, um, and um, this wasn't in front of the kids, obviously, and um, I asked for the title of the song um which is um basically um included a, 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 another way of saying thesis and um siri beeped it out so siri beeped it out when she said the title and i find that quite amusing so that's something that siri does as well um but yeah i mean homepod you know i'm impressed I'm impressed of it. I think it's a good product. It's got that Apple polish, as I said. I think in time it'll get better. It's a little sneaky of Apple releasing it now. Maybe they should have delayed it a bit longer, dare I say it, because clearly it's not finished yet. Um, it's a work in progress. I think things will get really better. A lot of the criticisms that people have about HomePod, about Siri being smart and skills to, to expand its knowledge... I think all of that will be resolved at WWDC, or well, there'll be announcements at WWDC. We probably won't see those changes until the f at the autumn, maybe. Um, but I think it's a solid product. It's a lot of money. I think you're getting a good quality speaker for the money. You are getting your money's worth in terms of the technology that's inside that beast. And, you know, it's a nice little weighty thing. It looks like a little dumpling, but it's, it's, it's quite weighty. It's got some heft to it. Um, and um, I, I think if you're into music, if you have Apple Music and you're heavily invested in the Apple ecosystem and you haven't spent a lot of money elsewhere, it's worth it. Would I ditch uh, Sonos set up for it? Not right now. I can't recommend that right now. Um, but if you, like me, have been on sitting on the fence in terms of deciding on a smart speaker then definitely get one. You know, I get a little bit more money, I might get a second one, put it in my room. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I, I recommend it, but know exactly um, its limitations, be fully aware of its limitations, and don't try and shoehorn it into an, another use case. And I'll tell you why. There's been a lot of talk online right now about, um, Oh, using a HomePod or as 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 a a sound bar or or some sort of sound system for the Apple TV, and you can you can use it to output sound from an Apple TV. You can connect to it via AirPlay. The problem is, anytime you give the HomePod a voice command, it loses it will lose the connection. You have to repair it again via the Apple TV, so it doesn't sustain the connection, and it doesn't really work. It's not a sound bar. It's not for home cinema. It's for music. 
Um, get a soundbar. It's cheaper. If that's what you need for your TV, honestly, get a soundbar. It's, it, it's cheaper and does the job better. You can't shoehorn HomePod into being a product that it's not. It doesn't even work for TV. It's not even the right form factor as a TV speaker. Um, and stereo pairing doesn't work just yet anyway. No, no, no. It's a music speaker first and foremost. And, then, and I don't think Apple have been shy about saying that. So... If you haven't heard HomePod yet, I'd recommend go to the Apple Store. They've got them there. And they'll let, and they let you play around with it. I mean, Siri works and everything. You can you can request any song you want. The only thing is, um, you've got to be aware of acoustics. So um, the Apple Stores are great. You know, they're, they're big spaces, big open spaces. It's unlike most people's living rooms. So the sound has got nothing really to bounce against, bounce off against. You're not going to get a true representation of what the sound will be like at home, although you get an idea of it, the clarity of, of the speaker and um, the volume, of course, and the sensitivity of the mics. They still work pretty well, even in an Apple store. They're not going to work as well, because obviously it's noisy, but, you know, you get a good idea. So definitely go and play around with one if, if you're on the fence. Um, and, and, you know, if but if, if you're part the Apple gang... It's a good product. It's a really good product. And I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. It's much like AirPods, actually. When AirPods were announced, people kind of groaned at the price. What? 170 What? For those things, they're going to sound just as bad as the, the, the prepackaged um, earpods. And No, actually, they weren't. It was a brilliant product. It's one of Apple's great recent products, the Air, AirPods. Incredibly convenient, incredibly slick, good quality sound, I think. And I think the HomePod, is, likewise, is going to surprise a lot of people. I think the price is putting people off. I think Apple totally screwed up by missing Christmas. Although, looking at it now, they could have delayed it for even longer because um, there are many features that are incomplete. And I suspect the only reason why HomePod is out now is because we're approaching the end of the financial year. And the shareholders will want to know why there's no HomePod. So, um, yep, I recommend it. I'm happy with it. I think it's worth the cash. Music's kind of important to me. I love to have music around. It lifts me, lifts me when I'm, when I'm feeling down. So if you're into music, it's a no-brainer. Go for it. HomePod's a good product. So that's my views on the HomePod. Obviously, it's only been a week, and I will follow up with more views as, as, as I discover more about it. And I'm sure Apple are adding small little enhancements along the way. I hope to see, like I said, I was talking about radio. I hope to see some evidence of um, BBC radio stations being accessible anytime soon. That shouldn't be an issue, actually. So I think it's just a matter of time. But if you've got any questions about HomePod or any comments, if you picked one up, perhaps, do get in touch with us. Um, our email address is feedback at intersectioncast.com. Or you could drop us a Skype voicemail. Um, Skype account is the same, feedback at intersectioncast.com. So that's about it for this edition of The Intersection. Um, I thank you all for listening. Thank you for joining us. And you can request us on HomePod. You may have to ask for The Intersection podcast with Jonathan Wildman, but you can indeed request us on HomePod. I've tried it. It works. Um, if you've not yet subscribed to us, uh, please do so. Um, you can find full instructions on how to subscribe on our website, which is intersectioncast.com. You'll find us on all leading podcast directories, including iTunes. You'll find us on TuneIn Radio. If um, you want to follow us on social media, 
if that's the way you want to be alerted to new episodes, um, you can do so. Our Facebook uh, page is facebook.com slash intersectioncast. Our Twitter account is at Let's Intersect. So again, thank you for listening, and I hope to be back uh, with you soon, and I certainly will follow up with more opinions on the HomePod as I spend more time with it, but it's a bit of a win for me so far, so I'm giving it two thumbs up, and um, like I said, if it fits your use case, go for it, enjoy it, let me know what you think of it. But until the next time, that's a wrap. The intersection. The intersection.